the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Thank you for tuning in to the prophetic voice of our time. My name is Nicole Mendoza with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and I'll be filling in for Pastor Chris for today's episode of our radio broadcast. God is into making the impossible possible, and we've seen this countless times throughout the Bible and even in our own lives. Pastor Chris has shared many times with us of instances when the Lord has worked supernaturally through her, and because of the anticipatory times we're in, get ready for the Lord to use you in the supernatural as well. If you've been tuning in for the past few weeks, Pastor Chris has been encouraging us to focus on what God is saying to the church and to continue sowing good seeds through your actions, through faith, through prayer, so that we can leave a mark on this world. So know that God has a great need for you, and the spiritual battle we are facing has only grown more intense. So it's time. Let us gird up our loins set to the work at hand, dig deep in prayer and declaration, and really root ourselves in the authority God has given us because supernatural manifestations are at hand and we need to be faithful where we are right now so we can be faithful with even greater things. God has gifted His church and is training us in different areas of ministry as described in Ephesians chapter 4 starting with verse 11. It says, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. All of these roles are needed to build up the body of Christ, because everywhere we go is our mission field. As a whole, our congregation has been to many countries, including the Philippines, South Korea, Pakistan, Israel, Thailand, Kenya, Europe, and Washington, D.C., and a few of our members have even ministered in unexpected places, such as on a camping trip in Arkansas. Each mission trip had a specific purpose directed by the Lord. In some places, we were there to train up leaders. In others, to prophesy over the land. We prayed for, ministered to, and laid hands on those who needed healing, salvation, breakthrough, or who were ready to receive what they had just heard about from the Lord. It was all according to the need of God's people and through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We learn to become all things to all people, as Paul describes in 1 Corinthians 9-2, that by all possible means we might save some. Each of us may have a role or roles in the ministry that we are strong in, but in Christ we are not limited to only our strengths. The purpose of the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers is to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of fullness of Christ. 
And we absolutely need to walk in spiritual maturity because what is coming down the pike in these times that we're living in is so much greater than anything we've ever seen or experienced or imagined. Pastor Chris has prophesied that what God is going to manifest in the nation and in our lives is going to be so big and it will be comparable to the miracles that God did in the Bible. We've never been this way before, so we must see every situation, every purpose, and every opportunity through the eyes of God. Take on the mind of Christ so that you can work from His perspective. One of the things you'll hear a lot in this ministry and it's a great reminder to hear, is that we are a royal priesthood, so we are called to operate as kings and priests for the Lord. I remember when a group of us from Freedom Fellowship Church traveled to Israel, we visited an ancient palace fortress right outside of Bethlehem called King Herod's Palace. He's the same one who wanted the wise men to tell him where Jesus was born and then decided to murder young children under two years old after he realized he had been thwarted. He's not exactly someone we want to follow the example of, but for this illustration, I want to point this out. He was a powerful ruler at the time, and his palace is an extraordinary site with extravagant rooms that were strategically designed for those times. We learned that King Herod decided to build his palace on a mountain, and when they found the mountain, he ordered that the mountain be made even bigger so that they increased its height with dirt and soil, and on top of that, they built his palace fortress, which was eight stories high so that he could see everything from the top of the highest tower. It was tall enough that he could look out all over the country and see Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, and the countryside from where he stood. That was one of my biggest takeaways from that visit and from seeing other sites in Jerusalem. Royalty often positioned themselves on high hills overlooking the city so that they could see for miles and miles all around them and be prepared for anything outside of the ordinary that would show up. So how does that relate to us? We are called to be kings and priests in the order of Melchizedek. So in the spirit, we must have a higher vantage point than what we currently rely on in our everyday life, which is why we must rely so heavily on the Holy Spirit. If we try to accomplish everything that God has destined for us in our own power, it could be too much. We could easily become overwhelmed. We need the perspective of a king, like King Herod, so that we can know what's coming and respond in prayer, like watchmen on the wall. This is what we accomplish through praying in the Spirit. A few months ago, Pastor Chris led us through corporate prayer, and for a set amount of time, we would pray together in the Spirit from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. every weekday. It was a simple commitment, but you know what? God really took us to the next level through it. There was answered prayer, blessings, and a few members who joined us found favor in their jobs, and even more work than they had expected for that season. So that was an encouragement for all of us to hear about. What's even better is that through the Holy Spirit, we have the perspective of the King of Kings, who is guiding us from the highest vantage point there is, from the courts in heaven. So if we are to walk in the supernatural, that is one of the first steps we must take. See through the eyes of God and get His perspective. The second is that we must take God for His word when He speaks something over our lives. When He does that, it is no longer a possibility. It's our new reality. He is the King of kings, so when He has said it, it is considered done. Numbers 23:19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. 
Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Joshua 21.45 says, Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. Praise God for that. What an incredible blessing it is to have a relationship with a God who is so faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Meditate on that. If he has said it, receive it wholeheartedly. Remember the centurion whose servant was healed by Jesus. In Luke 7.7, he said to Jesus, Say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When we were saved, we didn't believe our salvation would come down the road, when we had better ability to pray, or more knowledge about God and Christianity, or lived holier, more acceptable to God. In that moment, we knew we were saved, whether it was at a church service, a praise and worship event, with a friend, or alone at home with God appearing to you directly. For every born-again Christian, there is a moment when we've made a decision that we know will change our life forever. And in that moment, instantaneously, we know it is done. It is set into motion. Something has happened on the inside, and we're different. So when you hear God's promise through prophecy, make a decision once again to receive his word. It may be too good to be true. You may not deserve it, but he has made a way for you. If he has said it, you can believe it and know that he will see it through with you to the very end. That is the essence of faith. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is the third step we can take as we move forward into our calling, which is so much more than just ourselves. It's global, it's supernatural, and it can only be done through God. Our faith needs to have corresponding action because without it, it's dead. So if you see through God's perspective and you receive it by faith, don't say things like, well, that was a nice prophecy and I hope it happens. Take it. Because again, as it says in Hebrews 11, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And in the New Living Translation, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith is assurance. It is conviction. It is certainty about what we do not see. So if you just hope, you're missing part of what you need for faith, which is confidence, assurance, conviction. Have the full seed of faith within you. You know how we have nine grain wheat, whole wheat flour? Have 100% whole faith because that's what you need to grow. Our response will show where our heart is, especially the things we speak, because that is part of our fruit, as it says in Luke 6.44. Each tree is known by its fruit, for figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So do whatever it takes to obey the Holy Spirit. 
Because if you are listening to the Holy Spirit's instructions and applying it, he will lead you to success. You can't fail with that. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance because he is our most trusted resource. And remember, he is our high vantage point. When God speaks impossibilities over our life or over our nation, we don't have to prove that we're worthy of it or that we can make it happen. When you receive a prophecy, you're not applying for the job anymore. God already gave it to you. Somehow, some way, he saw something in you that made him say, this is the person that is the perfect fit for the job. Pastor Chris is a great example of this. She never applied to the position that she's in right now. She didn't plan to create this radio broadcast called the prophetic voice of our time. God gave it to her. He dropped it right in her lap and said, I trust you with this. And now here we are, 477 episodes later. So whatever God has deposited in your spirit or prophesied over you, know that it is with purpose and there is something in you that makes you perfect for what he has called you for. The reality of this, however, is that many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew twenty-two fourteen. When you receive a call in your life or a prophecy, it always comes with instruction. And we have to obey the instructions to the letter. This is a parable Jesus spoke of when he said that the kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Let's look at this. In Matthew 22, it says, He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. So he sent more servants to tell them that he had prepared dinner. His oxen and fattened cattle had been butchered, and everything was ready. So they were invited to come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field and another to his business. Are we paying attention to what the Lord is saying? Are we listening to his invitation? Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, Tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are invited, but few are chosen. It's a tough word, but when we're walking with God in the supernatural, we can't approach it casually. We must treat it as holy and with reverential fear, because there is responsibility that comes with the blessing. God can accelerate your manifestation, but if you're not ready for what he's ready to pour out, he would rather delay the manifestation than lose you to things like pressure, temptation, or self-indulgence. The nature of God is that he would never withhold any good thing from us, like a good father. Luke 12:32. He gets great joy and pleasure from being good to his children, and also like a good father, he is jealous for us. We are kept very close to his heart, and he won't let us be swept away. So discipline yourselves, so that when the time comes for you to step into what was impossible to you on your own, you can be ready to take it on with God. There is a chapter in Proverbs that describes the wife of noble character. 
It's the Proverbs 31 woman, which many women, and of course myself included, aspired to become. But as the church, we are the bride of Christ, and there are characteristics in here that we should seek to emulate, even if we're not preparing to be wives. Let's look at it. It says in verse 10 of chapter 31 in Proverbs, A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. This is a woman who is successful in her own trade. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard and she provides for her family and the servants in her home. This woman is an amazing manager and a hard worker. She works with eager hands and her arms are strong for the task. Isn't this where we're all heading? Pastor Chris has what she likes to call a name-calling ministry, and God woke her up one day and showed us all to her, and she saw things like developer, tycoon, producer, troubleshooter, all different kinds of names that described each of us, or rather, future versions of us that could be. That was inspired by God. But to get to those places, it requires discipline on our part, and heeding to the Holy Spirit's every word. The woman described in Proverbs 31 has her husband's full confidence, and he lacks nothing of value. She is disciplined, resolute, and it sounds like she knows exactly where she wants to be and where she wants to go. God is meeting us where we are now to give us direction, so let us have his full confidence by acting on his word. Let us continue on in the chapter. Verse 18. She sees that her trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand she holds the distaff, and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor, and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed, she is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Can you imagine the level of time management, talent, resourcefulness, and again, discipline it takes to do everything she is doing? From what we just read, she's in sales, manufacturing, distribution, real estate, and home decor. This is a tycoon. If we want to grasp the dedication that is needed to sustain the manifestations that God has in store for us, look at what is being described in this chapter. Let's keep reading. Verse 26. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. 
Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Amen. Let that be all of us. When we abide in the Holy Spirit, we'll have wisdom for what is to come. The charm of prosperity and the beauty of wealth is fleeting, but having the fear of the Lord is to be praised, because it takes fear and trembling to enter a field we have never been in before, which in ordinary circumstances may require years of training, formal education, or even a great amount of resources to accomplish, and even having none of that to come out on top. It doesn't seem possible, but through faith, we know that this can be possible with God. We've held estate sales within our congregation in order to raise funds for mission trips, and we've sold all kinds of things like furniture, home decor, collectibles, clothes, vinyls, movies, children's toys, paintings, all kinds of things. Something like this doesn't sound like anything incredibly out of the ordinary, But God had inspired Pastor Chris to start the fundraiser sales as a training opportunity for the sake of the congregation. We weren't asking for donations, but we were actually selling goods that had been acquired for the sale in order to raise funds. And if you've ever held your own yard sale, it felt very much like that. We'd unload a truck in the morning, set up tables and tents, signs and ads, and we'd wait for customers to come and buy. Sometimes we'd have the opportunity to talk to people who needed friendly conversation that day, and other times we'd have the opportunity to minister and pray for someone God had led to our sale. Those were always wonderful things, but as I think about the attributes of the woman of noble character in Proverbs 31, I don't think the opportunity God desired to give us was necessarily the opportunity to find people who needed to be ministered to. It was the opportunity to develop our discipline for the task at hand. Because remember, if we can be faithful in small things, we can be faithful in great things. So it follows that if we can be disciplined with small things we're responsible for right now, we can be disciplined with even greater things that involve companies and governments and nations. Look at Joseph. He was ridiculed for the dreams God gave him because they made no sense. Why would his family bow down to him, especially as the youngest of his brothers, which earned him low ranking in that time? But when he was sold into slavery, he eventually became a faithful house servant. And after being thrown into prison, he eventually found favor with Pharaoh through the wisdom of God, and he was promoted to prime minister. He had no way of becoming prime minister from where he started, but after an unexpected path to get him to that point, he was exactly where God needed him to be. And at that point, the dreams made sense. The path we need to take will never be what we expect, because otherwise we could do it on our own accord, on our own terms. But the move of God can't be duplicated by human means. Remember those who worked under Pharaoh and tried to duplicate the miracles God performed through Moses? They could only go so far. And after a certain point, they were unable to reproduce any of the acts Moses did with God. The real deal can't be faked. It can't be matched. It can't be thwarted. Because no one has ever been this way before. We must thank God for this and trust Him in this. This isn't meant to be hard, but it is meant to be lasting. Remember all the ways God has been faithful in your own life and in this nation. 
we declared that the United States would be independent from foreign oil, and this is now our reality. We declared clarity over 2020, and God revealed corruption in hidden places and even the fractures in our own heart. We declared a political revival would come, and we've praised God for the manifestations in that area. We declared that the youth would be fired up for Christ and that the elderly would be re-fired for Christ, and it is here. We declared that we would see the miraculous and God's supernatural move in every area of society and that leaders would rise up who would take their post, believe in the impossible, move in power, love his people, and refuse to compromise. And that is what is happening right now. So if you've heard God speak to you directly, and you know that you are called to be one of his leaders moving in the supernatural, then receive the promise over your life right now. It isn't for the distant future. It is for this season, the here and now. When God makes a promise, he sees it through to the very end, so follow him there. Have faith with corresponding action. Believe it, receive it, and move in power. That is our destiny. No matter how impossible, God makes it possible. I hope you were encouraged by this message and that you continue to move forward in all your endeavors with the Lord. God is doing great things, so stay blessed and focus on the Lord, and we look forward to seeing what God will do next. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630, or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at Outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to S-O-G-M-I dot org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579 Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579 Lotus, Texas 78023.